I'm Kaylee. And I'm Ariana. And we are two 20-something Midwest friends who have a lot to say. This podcast talks about life, college, travel, feminism, social justice, relationships, and of course, literature and writing. Come join us on our podcasting journey. In this installment of Unproblematic, Ariana and Kaylee will discuss the current peaceful protests that are going on all around the world and what it's like and we have a special guest Alexa so Alexa is one of our really good friends and she is very much into black liberation and black lives matter and she's just a very passionate about social justice just like we are so we thought it would be great to have her on this episode especially because she has been attending some of these protests and we want to get her view and opinion and experience on this so Alexa do you want to introduce yourself Yes. Um. Hi, guys. So my name is Alexa, and I go to school with Ariana and went to school with Kaylee. I am going into my senior year at SVSU, and I am a communications major with a minor in marketing. And like Ariana stated, I am very passionate about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, it is something that is very important to me. Standing up for all individuals is something that's very important to me, but specifically Black Lives Matter is important to me as a Black woman and who just wants to make sure that my race gets equal treatment. Wow. Heck yeah. And I feel like one reason that we bonded so quickly was because the class that we met in was taught by a Black woman and she is so passionate and we learned about different, uh, we learned about the civil rights movement and like racial inequality and injustice. And it just kind of sparked a fire. Yes, that was the first class where I ever had a black teacher. So I did not have a black teacher until my freshman year of college. So being able to finally have someone that I could see myself in was definitely a great experience because since then I have only ever had one other black professor and I've been going to this school for four years so it's very rare to be able as a black woman and black people in general to have role models in the education system where we can look at them and see ourselves in yeah we need black teachers and I remember walking in the first day and I got a seat and I remember when she walked in I was like thank God, like, this is going to be an awesome class. <laughs> and it really was. And it just shows how important it is, how important representation is. When you see people teaching you who look like you, it just, it's so encouraging and empowering. And it shows that you can do anything. And again, representation is so, so important. So this episode is going to be talking about Black Lives Matter and protests that are going on right now. But before we get into the nitty gritty stuff, we want to talk about our reads and watches of what we're doing right now um, and reading and watching through this pandemic. So um, Kaylee, do you want to go first? Your name's first. You got to go first on our outline. Darn, I was trying to get out of it. Okay, (laughs) fine. So right now I am reading The Defining Decade by Meg J. And Kaylee and I are actually reading this together because we're like, oh, like we were on thrift books at the same time. And we're like, okay, we'll we'll order it. And so we're like, we'll read it together. So we're currently like reading like a chapter a day. And it's good so far. It just kind of 
gives real life examples of people in their mid 20s, early 20s, um, late 20s, and the struggles that they have about finding themselves in, in corporate America and finding the perfect job for you and not wasting your 20s. Um, because we learned from the chapters so far that we've read that your 20s impact your 30s, 40s, and 50s. So you need to start working now um, for what you want and finding what you truly are passionate about and also making those uh, um, um, networks with others. And it really shows like it's about who you know and not as much about what you know. It's very important about what you know also, but at the same time, it just shows a lot about how impactful networking is. Yeah. um, (laughs) Because everyone just tells you your 20s are for doing whatever you want and just kind of bumming around. And this book is like, no, you actually should do something during that time and not just work at Starbucks your entire like decade of your 20s. Yes, because, like, the movies make it seem like, oh, it's so fun to just, like, do nothing. But, like, actually, like, you actually want to do something. And there it, it, it inspired me to, like, look up some more programs about what to do after school. Like, you can get fellowships if you don't want to go straight into grad school. Like, you can go on, um, you can travel, but, like, you can take courses while you travel. And you don't just have to, like, lay on the beach. Um and yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really good book so far, and I'm glad that we chose to get it off of thrift books. Yeah, um, the black hole thrift books, but I'm glad I found it. I'm glad you showed me, Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alexa, I recommend you reading it. It's, it's a, you can borrow my copy afterwards. It's really it's a really quick read. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm just watching Dharma and Greg on Hulu and it's like a 90s sitcom with um what's his name Thomas Gibson and it's about him and his uh wife named Dharma and he's Greg and it's just kind of about their adventures in the city and one's very free-flowing and he's an attorney so they're complete opposites and they're different lifestyles so it's it's you know early 90s cheesy romantic comedy sitcom whatever but it's 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 you don't have to think to watch it (laughs) you don't you need those life (laughs) and she she does i meant that as in like the plural everybody you but yeah (laughs) shows too (laughs) i need to watch shows the ones that are like you know like rom-com easy like because just good good watching i like stuff that makes me happy i'm not i I don't like to watch stuff that makes me sad and 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 like just sit there and like oh this makes me feel like garbage but i do love a good documentary also so you know yeah but alexa what are you reading and watching or just watching because i know you're in summer school right now yes unfortunately the only reading i have been doing is my textbook which has been a very dry read at that but um in terms of tv (laughs) shows i love a good old television show it just brings me a lot of nostalgia when i was younger i my parents got me hooked on like old tv shows so like that's something that i've always carried with me into adulthood so um one of my favorite shows that i'm currently watching is the golden girls i know that's very old basically that entire cast is dead except for betty white so uh you can tell it's very old um i also love a good episode of law and order 
SVU, of course, we don't watch the regular one, but I really love that show for some reason. I am a scaredy cat, and I don't like watching things that scare me, so once it hits about 8 o'clock and it starts to get dark outside, I don't watch that anymore, but that has been my favorite show for the past three years. I've seen all 21 seasons, so (laughs) I will continue to watch, or I think it's going into the 21st season, and my favorite character Elliot Stabler's coming back because he did leave the show in season 11. So he's coming back for the new season, and I'm really excited about that. Um, I also like a lot of political shows, so I'm watching Scandal, and I love everything about that show. Carrie Washington is such a wonderful actress, and the only Republican president I will ever love is Fitzgerald <laughs> Grant III, and he's fictional. So I really like that show, and then, of course... Grey's Anatomy, you know, I love a good, sad episode of Grey's Anatomy where I can just feel something for once. So those are what I've been watching as of now. I hope when my classes start to slow down that I can get into some reading, but right now it's simply textbooks. Oh, wow. Those seem like some really good shows, but we can definitely give you some book recommendations after you're done with your classes. And we do the best on those. Thank you. It's not going good. <laughs> yes, it is. It has to be. And the other thing is, TV helps Alexa focus. It does. Like, some people can listen to music. Some people need it to be completely silent. I have to have background noise when I am studying. So I typically turn on a TV show, and I do this when I'm studying, writing a paper. And it typically has to be a show that has suspense because... I don't know, just, like, the suspense keeps me focused. That probably makes no (laughs) sense. But, like, being able to hear, like, an episode of Law & Order in the background really keeps me focused. And I think my GPA, it correlates. I'm doing just fine. What some people would probably not think I would be doing fine, but I am. I'm screaming because sometimes, like, when we were back in March, uh, we had two classes together, and we would study together, and we would be on FaceTime. And I'm like, can you turn that down a little bit? Because <laughs> you can hear what the other person is watching. But yeah, it does help her. Her grades, she is an A student. So Kaylee, what are you reading and watching? Um, So right now I'm reading The Defining Decade with Ariana, like we <laughs> talked about. And then I'm reading a collection of short stories by Alice Monroe called Runaway. And I'm reading a book by Catherine Lacey called Nobody is Ever Missing. And that one... I actually bought because I read one of her short stories in the New Yorker and then I found her on Instagram and then I sent her a message and she replied. Oh my God. And yeah, so that was like kind of a cool moment. So I'm reading her book right now and it's really good. And then watches. I haven't been watching a ton of TV lately because Mrs. America ended and I really can't find the reason to watch anything anymore because I love that show so much. But last (laughs) night I watched If Beale Street Could Talk on Hulu and that was really sad, but really good and powerful so definitely recommend that one. Ooh, I have not seen that movie yet. You'd like it. It's romantic. Disgusting. I know, but like at the same time like I do not like being sad. <laughs> I love being sad. Ugh. Same. But <laughs> I like I love the stuff that makes me just cackle and just cry from laughing so hard. Seeing other people happy on the screen, it just doesn't sit right with me. (laughs) I would rather watch a 
two hour long movie about someone's despair than them reaching happiness. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> like I love love up. movies make me sick. Like I can't even sit there and watch that. Like it just I can't. Yeah, there's no catharsis. Exactly. Oh my god. I'm screaming. Okay. <laughs> so we are I guess all done with our reading and watches. Um but before we get into this episode, um we just wanted to say um rest in peace and say their names uh for Ahmad Arbery, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor and so many others who have lost their lives to um police brutality uh in the United States and that this is a very important issue that needs to be dealt with. Racism is an issue in the United States and I a lot of the country is just now in twenty twenty beginning to open their eyes to um what racism is and how others deal with it. Um yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier, but, um, and I've seen this a lot. I'm sure Alexa and Ariana can testify to this too, but a lot of, especially white people treating the deaths of black people as if it's an opportunity for like self-discovery and opportunity for them to grow. And like, there's all these posts on Facebook about like, I had no idea. I just discovered the world doesn't revolve around me and everything I know is a lie. And that is so good that, like, that, you know, they've reached that point. But that's not something you want to publicize because when you really get down to it, that's really sad and embarrassing. It really is. Like, don't don't say that stuff out loud. Like, yeah. it is 2020. And this brings us into our first um, our third segment actually and about white privilege and black lives and like Kaylee was saying like a lot of people like we're just realizing that a lot of people are just now learning about racism which is honestly sad but at the same time I'm glad that at least their eyes are now opening um, but I just wanted to give a few comments um, so black people are willing to share their experiences and their stories and willing to give tips, but at the same time, do not rely just on black people and going to them to just get your information. This is the time to do your own research, uh, support black businesses, read books by black authors. You don't have to always constantly go up to someone like, Oh, so like, what's your experience? Because a lot of time, like during this time, a lot of black people are emotionally, spiritually, mentally drained by all of this, um, by all of this killing and, um, a it can be draining. So I would just be mindful when um, talking about uh, like white privilege and just talking about black lives. And again, we are very open like to answering questions. Like Kaylee comes to me with questions and we have a good conversation, but at the same time, she does not put her, what she learns on me. She researches herself and comes up with her own opinions and takes other people's advice if that makes any sense i agree i feel like 
especially this past week has been the most emotionally draining I have felt in a very long time because the fact of the matter is, like you said earlier, people are just now starting to realize that racism exists in America. But the thing is, the world is not getting worse or darker. Like the veil sheltering you from reality is just finally lifting. This has been the reality for many black people and other people of color in America. So just to speak, to constantly see that is just kind of like a slap in the face. Like you have the privilege of being able to finally realize these things, but this is something that I have known since I came into the world. Exactly. And a lot of times, like, for example, like influencers on like YouTube and, and Instagram, like you can do so much more than just posting a black square and, for me, that was, like, I was happy, like, oh, people are finally, like, opening up their eyes. But, like, you have all the resources in front of you. You have friends. You have colleagues. You have the internet to research these things. And you are in a position of power, and yet you still don't acknowledge your privilege. And it was, it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, like you said, Alexa, like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is so, this is so horrible. Like, it's been horrible. It's been horrible since we got dragged to this country. But at the same time, it, it's always been an issue for Black people. And now is the time to just step in with the Black people and stand by them and not just not just stand, stick on, oh, I just learned about this. Like, I'm new about learning about my white privilege. Like, this is not the time for that. This is about coming with you coming to your black brothers and sisters and standing in solidarity with them and fighting the good fight. You know what I mean? Yes, because I feel like that, you know, people in this culture, you know, they love to grab onto black culture, black music, but when it comes time to look at the black issues, they become silent. Mm-hmm. You like us when we're winning you championships on a basketball team. Uh-huh. We're scoring touchdowns and you can win a Super Bowl. But when it comes time to talk about real issues, it's can we just talk about something else? Why do you always have to bring race into yes. the issue? And I just feel like that is very unfortunate for many people in America, they love the black culture. They love listening to black music. They love their black sports stars. But as soon as those people start to speak out on their issues, it's, that's not true. That doesn't happen. The audacity of you sharing your experiences. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I saw on the news today, actually, about Colin Kaepernick, they were saying that they were going to apologize to him they're like the nfl said black lives matter i'm like y'all really took this man's job because he was kneeling and protesting against racism and you guys are out here like how dare he but then y'all shoot people in the street and i find it funny that you know his kneeling at one point was seen as so controversial but now that there's rioting and things happening like that they're saying why don't you be peaceful well he was being peaceful and you had a problem with that so now that people are getting angry Because peaceful at this point is not getting us anywhere. Peaceful, you know, 65 years ago wasn't really getting people anywhere. So the thing is, is that you liked it when we are quiet. But once we have something to say, 
you no longer like it. So I just feel like they really do owe him an apology because that was peaceful protesting. And then now what you're seeing, that is because people are fed up. They are tired of being peaceful because to other people in this country, peaceful means silent. And the fact of the matter is we're tired of people silencing what we have to say. We've been tired and they owe him more than apology. They owe him a paycheck, a big one at that. They sure do. They really do. And another thing is with supporting the Black Lives Matter movement, I've been, I don't know if you've been seeing this, Alexa, but I've been seeing a lot of people who I went to high school with who were so racist and said racist things out here posting the square and then going out to their lake houses. You got to do better than that. Like, you got to do better than that. And it's like, it's so, it's so sad because, I know for a fact, there's an example, there was this girl, she was so racist, and she said that they should lynch me, and she was out here posting a black square. Weren't you out here, like, three years ago saying, uh, saying this over here, and now you're like, oh, I've read so many books, da 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 I'm like, okay. okay. Yes, I agree, and I'm, one of the things that I've just found so disappointing about, of course, I'm very happy that the Black Lives Matter movement has been gaining attention and it's been grabbing the attention of people but I also feel as if some people are not taking it seriously you know they're Mm -hmm. using that black square because oh all my other friends put up a black square so I'm gonna put up a black square if you are not genuine in this activism then don't post about it at all I would rather you be silent than you post a black square when I know you don't mean it you post that black square but then you're saying the n-word at every other word it doesn't make sense because it doesn't correlate if you respect us, then you will not say that word. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yes. And I had a similar experience with a young man who I went to high school with um, about three or four years ago. He put on a monkey filter and um, hashtag the picture, um, hashtag no, Black Lives no. Matter. But then the other no. day he posted his black square. And I said, that's very interesting because weren't you just making fun of the movement in itself? And not only was he doing that, but when the looting and the rioting was happening, he was condemning the looting, but not the murder. So how are you going to condemn that and then post a black square? It just doesn't correlate. Of course. And, you know, like the other thing is going back to that is like with these rate, like all black students in educate, like all black students they experience racism on a deep level and the school systems do not handle it well. And the other thing is I'm sick and tired of the school system giving these kids uh, just like a slap on the hand for, oh, they didn't know they were being racist. They didn't know it was a joke. You know what? That wasn't a joke. That was not a joke. They don't get punished at all. And the girl who said that to me goes to the University of Michigan. And I'm just like, what? You guys are rewarding people for being racist. But the one thing I am enjoying in this time is when people are getting called out for racism and they're calling their jobs and their university. I love to yes. see it. And people are like, man. oh, you're ruining their lives. Like, no, I'm not. First of all, you know what is racist and what is not racist. You are only apologizing because you got, you got caught. Because if you were sorry and you knew better, you would have never done it in the first place. So that is something that I do like to see because... There also another thing with this is that I'm seeing a lot of racist people going into the medical field. I've seen oh, lots no. of posts of them, you know, saying these derogatory things, them wearing blackface, them saying all these things. Yeah, you're going into a field where you are supposed to be there for 
all people. So in that sense, I am glad these people are getting called out because we we don't need that in our system. If you cannot work for everybody, then you don't deserve to go into that profession. Exactly. And I saw an example the other day, this girl, she got a scholarship, an athletic scholarship, and she was like, someone took screenshots of her on like, she was like, oh, like, I don't like black people. Like, I'm so racist, da, da, da. And then someone's like, this is not right. Like, I am telling your school, she's like, I don't care. Like, I got a scholarship. Uh, guess who doesn't have a scholarship? And guess who is not going to that school now because their acceptance was rescinded. Yeah, that's how it should be. And this also, people in positions of power, use your power for good and show people that racism is not tolerated. It is not. And that it is not. I don't tolerate it. It's just not okay. Yeah, and racism doesn't exist in a vacuum either. Like, it's not like there's a person who is racist and then perfect in every other way. If you are really listening and you really care about people, then you will be pro-Black Lives Matter. I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. the way it is. Like, if you're racist, typically, it's because you do have this, like, egocentric view of yourself that the entire world revolves around you. And is that the kind of person you want as a nurse or a lawyer or a judge anyway, if they really don't that, have kind of respect for the world around them? And that is why the mortality rate for so many black people is so high in the when they go into hospitals and why so many black women die when giving birth because their health concerns are not taken seriously. And that also during this pandemic, black lives are in danger. Um because they are not being, when they go to hospitals, they're being turned away. Um, come back when you show more symptoms and then they, then they pass away. That is not fair. And it just shows, again, privilege. And we're not saying, oh, it's, it's, it's bad that you're white. That's not it at all. You use your privilege for good and educate yourself and help those around you. Use your power for good. Yeah, and my sister and I were talking about this the other day too. Like we've I mean it's a start, but like we need to go further. We've seen a lot of our friends and people we know say things like um like along like white people saying things along the lines of use your privilege use your power and kind of treating protests like a block party like we're just going to meet all our friends and we all we always need to keep in mind that the goal is not for this to even be a conversation anymore because it's just a given that black lives matter it's just a given that people will be treated equally and it like you can't see it as like a benevolent power structure the power structure needs to be obliterated it, it's not all white people need to become good. It's that all people need to become equal. And then it won't matter if there's crazy white people because if people are treated equally, then under the law, truly, then it wouldn't matter if there are immoral white people. But it's not, the goal isn't to make all white people good. The goal is to just obliterate the power structure completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I see on here... Um... Alexa, that you wanted to say something about people who are saying that all lives matter during this. Yes. Um, 
that statement is just something that I will never understand. I, this past week and since the Black Lives Matter movement has become, I've seen a lot of people who will respond with all lives matter. And yes, all lives do matter. But the fact of the matter is, is that if we are disproportionately being treated unequally in society, then all lives do not matter at that point. And I see a lot of people who have said, you know, all lives matter. Well, my thing is, if all lives matter, then why aren't you out here protesting as well? Yes. Why aren't you not signing petitions? Why aren't you donating? Why aren't you trying to educate yourself? Because if all lives truly mattered to you, then us saying Black Lives Matter wouldn't offend you. Because that is just agreeing with you that our lives matter, therefore all lives matter. So that is just something that I will never never understand when people say Mm -hmm. that and when someone says that in response to black lives matter to me i take that as you the only lives that matter to you are the ones that fit what you believe in it's crazy Mm -hmm. to me because a few months ago you know we were going through this pandemic and people were outside protesting for haircuts and they were saying oh you know old people it's fine if they get it they're old so all lives didn't matter then when you wanted a haircut but now that we're talking about basic human rights it's suddenly a different story. Mm-hmm. And our skin color is seen as a weapon because when people were out here protesting in April about not being able to get haircuts, they had the National Guard out here on peaceful protests, people who are not armed at all. But then the ones back in Michigan uh, uh, last month in April and May when they were talking about, oh, I need a haircut, they, I didn't see a cop in sight. I'll never understand why someone's skin color is seen as a threat to you, but someone holding an automatic rifle is not. Yeah. No. No. I don't. I will not understand that. No. And um, Kaylee, you um, were saying something about the luxury of learning and educating themselves. Yeah. um, I've seen this. uh, Other people have said this first, so I'm definitely feeling this from a meme that I saw, but white people get the luxury of learning and educating themselves about racism rather than experiencing it. And I can definitely testify that to that in my own life. I am really, really lucky and grateful for my black friends and my Latinx friends who um, have not only shared their experiences with me, but have called me out on certain things. And I'm really grateful for that because like that shouldn't be their responsibility to teach me about Mm -hmm. what is and isn't acceptable and so like I do try to read and it's a growing process I know I'm never going to arrive like you don't arrive at being a perfect white person or anything like that but you can learn and you can commit to learning and like a rule of thumb that I've tried to live by like and obviously I'm not perfect but like I try not to bring up race because when you have friends who are of a different race than you, you don't want them to feel like you only see that race. Like they're still an individual and they shouldn't feel like they have to speak for their race all the time. So when you bring it up all the time as a white person, like you have nothing to lose by talking about race and you should remember that. And so like, listen to your friends when they talk about it voluntarily and really, really think about that. But don't just bring it up all the time because you need to recognize how assumptions that you have are probably wrong. So if you just say like, hey, like I saw this black person did this something. So I wondered what you thought about it. Like that 
like could be bringing up something that they don't necessarily have an opinion on and they shouldn't have to. So just like listen when it's already being brought up. And if you need to educate yourself, there are so many amazing black writers out there. Like just start reading James Baldwin, Ta-Nehisi Coates, Toni Morrison, Maya Angelou. That like there's a wealth of information out there where you can start. You don't need to necessarily interrogate your friends. Um, just listen to the things they've already said and go from there. Mm-hmm. I I agree, and and I appreciate that because true friendships, true true interracial uh, uh, interracial friendships, you have to be honest. You have to call them out how can you say you're truly friends with someone if you can't even talk about things that are important to you and that matter? I 100% agree. And not even with, you know, my interracial friends, with my white friends. I specifically had to do that with one of my black friends this week. Um, I also find it very unfortunate when these events are going on and other black people are not speaking out. And Mm -hmm. I had to tell my friend, I said, I love you and we have been friends for a long time, but the fact that you are not taking any steps to speak out about this and educate yourself, it says a lot about you. And I told this person straight up, I said, I cannot be friends with someone like that. So you really have to take matters into your own hands and show that you are interested because you cannot always rely on the information of other people. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And this leads us into our next segment. We want to talk about ways to support Black lives. And first, the first one I just have to say is stand up and call people out when you see that they are being racist. Call out your racist grandma, grandpa, mima, papa, whatever. <laughs> your friends, your siblings. And I hate the excuse, well, they were, they were really old and they were in a different time or they're not from here. Like, that is no excuse if you can adjust to learning how to use a cell phone and using the internet, you can adjust to not being racist. Yeah. And I mean, your grandparents love you. So if you speak the truth in love, there's a good chance they'll listen to you. Like I will never forget my, um, I mean, my grandpa was a boomer and he was white and he used to always send us these chain emails and they would have racist jokes on them. And one time, he said it out loud at the dinner table and like one of my siblings said, grandpa, that's not funny. And I can tell you, he never said a racist joke again, ever. Like, because sometimes it really does just take a family member, like calling you out on something. And like, my grandpa is a loving, compassionate man. And he, he was just taught that that was acceptable growing up. And sometimes it, it takes a friend or a family member to say like, that's not acceptable and and here's why so mm-hmm. and like Kaylee said your friend your family accepts you for who you are so if you t- if you tell them the truth and like this is not right they will still love you and if your friends get upset about it and they get offended they weren't really your friends yeah I 100% agree I know since the Black Lives Matter 
movement has started and since I have become more vocal about it, especially on social media, I have noticed that I have lost certain friends. And at the end of the day, to me, that is not a loss because it's not. <laughs> you cannot be here for me in these terms and you do not understand where this movement is coming from and what it means to me, then we were never friends to begin with. And I quite frankly don't need you in my life. So if these people that you are telling these things to, they're not agreeing, it's okay to not be friends with them because at the end of the day, how can I don't understand why ending racism is such a controversial topic. <laughs> I don't understand. Be. I don't understand why treating people as human beings, treating them equally is such a controversial thing. It's it just doesn't make any sense to me. People are acting like this is a radical idea. This is a basic human right not to get shot dead in the street. I'm so sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry I said it. It's not. It is not asking too much to say, please don't shoot me. And it's not. It's really not. And some other ways that you can help is to donate to different organizations that support Black Lives. Um, such as Black Lives Matter, the Bailout Project, the NAACP, Color of Change, Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights Campaign, and Reclaim the Block, which is a Minnesota-based um, organization that helps the Black community with health issues and uh, incarceration. And this is another way. If you don't, if you don't have money, sign petitions this is free you can all you need is an email and you can sign up and sign different ones through like change.org they have plenty of petitions you can support black owned businesses um buy their products like alexa like juvia's place local ones in your current cities like just ask people post have social media pages ask like oh just look for black owned businesses. And a lot of people are posting their um, stores now. Source booksellers um, in Detroit, amazing bookstore, really good selection. And it's black owned, locally owned. Yes. I have not been, but I really want to check it out once, you know, once this is over and do they have an online website? Do they have a website? They do. Yeah. You can order online. They do. Um, they're open for curbside pickup and then they'll obviously mail books as well. Perfect. C, 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 C. And the other thing is give credit where credit is due. So, like, if you're posting quotes and things that revolve around Black lives and, like, Black art and stuff like that, give them credit for what they said, you know? Because, Kaylee, you were saying this, like, people were had protesting signs and, like, quotes and stuff but you guys weren't citing where the quotes yeah cite your sources i know this is hard in like the internet age because like memes just tend to do this in general to twist the quote and then not give the source but like the it is not enough in a racist society to be not racist or anti-racist that was angela davis and like i've seen that a lot without giving her credit and i think it's really really important that we give black authors credit not only because it's their intellectual property but also because you are attaching that quote in the context of their larger body of work by doing that. So that way people know it was Angela Davis. They can go back and look at her books. There's a potential that they could buy her books by doing that. Same with Desmond Tutu, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X. Like By putting that quote there, you're giving people a chance to go then look them up and look at their larger body of work. I was also going to mention um, when – 
Ariana, I believe you touched on signing petitions earlier. One thing that I did do research on is that when you are on these websites of change.org, it is okay to sign these positions, petitions, but make sure that you are not donating directly to change.org because that money only goes to corporations that does not go back into the black lives matter movement or to the families. So if you would like to donate, um, donate to other things such as the black lives matter, the bailout project, things like that. That's thank you. Thank you for that clarification. Cause I actually did not know that because as soon as you sign the petitions, they're like, Oh, donate to this cause. And it, and it seems like this, big bright sign that goes directly to that but i thank you thank you for clarifying that um, of course yeah yeah so and i see someone on here wrote um how to support their black friends so who wants to explain that yeah i that was my question is like so i've seen a lot of like um things about like uh just like white allyship and things like that and i guess what i'm really looking forward here is like specific word choice because I know like I've seen different comments that I think might come across as kind of like callous and I guess I want to hear some of the things that you would find very encouraging and some of the things that you could see someone saying or maybe someone has said to you that seemed well-intentioned but just was problematic than anything. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that was well-intentioned I wouldn't necessarily call it problematic but just it just it just something about it just doesn't sit right is when an issue is specifically with black people but then they go and call uh, a person uh, a person of color issue no no this is a black issue um yes we are people of color but at the same time like you need to address when specific issues focus on specific groups of people you need to acknowledge that specific group uh, yeah, I 100% agree with that one. I feel like there's nothing wrong with saying black. I feel like that is a word that people choose to run around. You know, a lot of times I hear people try to be, you know, politically correct saying African-American. It is totally no. fine to say black. I am black. And the other thing is people are afraid to say African-American or black and then go say the N word. It doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. And just just broaden your horizons. Support us. Love us for who we are. And Kaylee, you're doing a great job. Take example from Kaylee. <laughs> no, Kaylee. I, I would <laughs> Take say example from listening to black voices. That's because like, I mean, that's. Yes, but at the same time, I'm. People, okay, let me explain this. Sometimes black people can say stuff all day long, but sometimes it doesn't really, people don't really listen until a white person says that. I know it's sad, but Alexa, have you experienced that? You say something and then, oh, like so-and-so said that, but it's like, I've been saying that for months. Like, Yeah, especially ever since being in school, I you know the education system I will say something in class you know it doesn't receive what I thought it would receive but then my counterpart will say the exact same thing or they will just word it slightly different and then it receives all this praise when I'm like that's literally what I just said said. Hmm. do you see me I see you (laughs) exactly I would say that one thing that I did appreciate this week from some of my white friends in terms of supporting their black friends is simply just checking in and asking if I'm okay. I've had 
multiple friends this week just saying, you know, how are you mentally? Like, they understand this. Well, they can, from my point of view, like, they will never ever understand, like, what I'm going through. But the fact that they took the time to say and ask me, like, how are you doing? Like, how are you actually feeling? That was something that I appreciated more than anything. Because when they do that, I feel like as if you see me and you understand me. Yes, and I have also had a number of people reach out to me, and and I appreciate that so much. Um, But, yeah, listen to your Black friends. And, you know, and the other thing is, don't, don't do it just because you want someone to give you a pat on the back. Do it from the bottom of your heart. This is an important issue. And um, we all need to be in this together. Yes, because that is something that I have noticed as well. Not necessarily from people close to me, but just in general, I've seen a lot of people come out with statements, say certain things. And it just seems as if they are doing it for their own gratification for them to get a pat on the back. And like I mentioned before, if that is the reason why you are doing it, just keep that to yourself. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to give you a pat on the back for not being racist. You shouldn't be racist in the first place. Yep, um, that's the very... <laughs> but... <laughs> like, I, like I, I know this sounded weird earlier. Like, I wasn't praising Kaylee just for... Just because she's not racist. I was just saying that I... I appreciate her. I appreciate our friendship. Yeah, thank you. That means a lot. Exactly. I'm not going <laughs> to praise a fish for swimming. Because, like, I, I really do want my friends to feel comfortable around me. And, like, one thing is, like, I want my friends who are um, Latinx or Black to know that, like, they can complain about white people around me. I really do not, like, I, I support 100%. <laughs> and, like, I also have that view that, like, white people have historically been terrible and are still doing terrible things today. And I want to come around and support. So like, that does mean a lot. That is, I do take that as like a really high compliment that you feel comfortable talking about that. And even now the fact that we're doing this, like it's honestly the highest compliment that you two would talk with me about these issues. And it means a lot. Yeah, this is, this is great. And I think, we can end the podcast here, but I think we said everything we wanted to say. Did you guys have any last things you want to get off your chest before we end this episode? Yes. One thing it's been really weighing on my heart. I need people to stop quoting MLK as if he was this man on this yes. back in the day. Yes. People have been quoting this man, his quotes, and you don't even know what that Y'all means. Y'all are using the wrong you- context. They are trying to praise MLK as, and of course, MLK in regards to other people such as Malcolm X, he was the peaceful. But at the end of the day, his peaceful got him assassinated. So I still, I need people to stop bringing up his quote saying, you know, MLK would have never, no. Because at the end of the day, MLK got assassinated. So I just really need people to stop using his quotes as a defense yes. mechanism for what's going Thank you, thank you, thank you. I had to get that off my chest. I'm glad you said that because I've been arguing with people on the internet about that specific thing <laughs> a lot recently. Because, like, like a lot of people in America, like, they always teach you that Martin Luther King Jr. was, like, the, the idolized, like, civil rights leader. And then Malcolm X was, like, the demonized one who did things wrong. And just recently, I'm starting to learn more about Malcolm X and how the Black Panther movement, like, 
gave free breakfast and did a lot of community outreach and really were just arming people so they didn't get killed by cops. It wasn't like they were trying to kill white people pointlessly. Like they really just wanted to themselves. Yes. And I was never told that. I was always but, told that he was wrong and just like completely militant for no reason. They really, in the white school system and even in the black school system, the public school, like when you're in high school and middle school, they that's how the textbooks make it seem. They make him look like it's a like a negative person, and that is completely not it at all. And again, this this goes back into doing your own research, forming your own opinions. Exactly, because at the end of the day, if you look at the opinion of MLK at the height of the civil rights movement, he was not liked by three-fourths of the American people. So the fact that people today and some of those people who lived during that time are trying to use his quotes to praise him when the fact of the matter is during that time, he was not well-liked. So it just it just doesn't make sense. You're trying to twist his words and what he stood for for something yeah. that it was not. If you don't support no. protesting, you don't support MLK because at the time, like, that wasn't considered... Like, people weren't just walking by neutrally, like, oh, that's cool. Like, we're throwing bricks and bottles yep. at him because he was advocating for fair, fair housing and they didn't diversity. Yes. And the thing is, during that time, you know, sit-ins were illegal. Things of those mm-hmm. matters were illegal. They are now just in today's society being considered peaceful when, in fact, nothing was peaceful about those sit-ins. Nothing was peaceful about those marches. So it just doesn't make sense to me people are not taking the time to actually look into the history they are just taking the watered down version from their history books and using that as the truth when you need exactly. to expand beyond that thanks snap snaps to you honestly you c- couldn't have said mm-hmm. that any better that 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 was great <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> um and I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this episode, Alexa. We appreciate it so of much. Of course. I enjoyed um, it. And we hope to have you on another one in the future. And um, we're still social distancing. We are not together. We are all in our own separate locations. Um, and I just want you guys to be safe. Um, when you guys are going outside, make sure you're still wearing your mask, even though states are beginning to lift restrictions. I, oh, of course, Corona is because still out Miss, here, Miss Corona, Miss Corona didn't go anywhere. She's just um taking a sideline. This is halftime. Racism is performing right now, <laughs> yes. so she she'll be back. Yes, like this is not the time. Like I was at the store, like people are out here not wearing masks. Like, what are you guys? And I feel that it's so unfortunate that. <laughs> We are having to protest in a pandemic when the pandemic yes. is already killing more black people than anyone else. Yes. But I just feel as if it's my duty. I I cannot stay at home during this matter. So I, when I protest, you know, I go out with my mask. I'm making sure I'm not too close to everyone. But I just yeah. think that is just so yep. unfortunate. But yeah, but yeah, thanks for joining our podcast. And, and our last thing is that black lives matter they matter all black lives matter yes, all black lives matter and we hope that you tune into our next episode thanks signing off